Thank you for joining us for the next in our podcast series, Conversations with Women. Today, we will be addressing advancing gender equity. I'm Jennifer Yupa, a shareholder in Littler's Dallas office and co-chair of our firm's Women's Leadership Initiative. Unfortunately, progress toward gender equity has been marginal since 2015, and as we know, COVID-19 has set things back even further. So what is the why behind the importance of advancing gender equity for our workplaces? We know, and study after study show, gender equal workplaces are more likely to have diverse perspectives that lead to better decisions. Better decisions lead to greater productivity and profitability. So ultimately, gender equality is not only a woman's issue, it's a business issue. We are fortunate here at Littler as we have been well ahead of the curve in our recognition of the power of women in the workplace. 61% of our workforce is female. And I have the pleasure of being joined today by one of those attorneys, Nina Markey a shareholder in our Philadelphia office. Nina is especially adept in discussing equity issues. Nina was on the 2016 Women in Law Hackathon team that came up with the Mansfield Rule. Structured after the Rooney Rule used in the NFL for selection of head coaches, the Mansfield Rule measures whether law firms have considered at least 30% women, lawyers of color, LGBTQ plus lawyers, and lawyers with disabilities for leadership roles, equity promotion, and other high-level opportunities. Nina, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Jen. Happy to be here. You've been immersed in equity issues over the last several years, especially in the legal field. Looking back on it, tell us what gender equity means to you. I think, Jen, at a base level, it's that women have the same opportunities as men and that gender is not an impediment to success. Because of the historical imbalance and opportunity between genders, right now, I think that means continuing to eradicate barriers, both explicit and implicit, to opportunity and access for women. Uh, I also think it requires representation. Women have to be in the room. And we still need concerted efforts to make sure that that is happening. There is a reason why RBGs quote, women belong in all places where decisions are being made, still resonates so strongly for women, particularly in the legal profession. Tell us a little bit more about the Mansfield Rule and how it evolved. It was a fantastic experience working with Diversity Lab and the team of attorneys that came together to pitch the Mansfield Rule. It was a hackathon type competition where we needed to come up with solutions for advancing and retaining women in big law. We started with really what was a small pitch and it grew into something much larger that it's kind of amazing to see the traction that the Mansfield rule has gotten, not just in big law, but in the legal profession as a whole, even five years later. Tell me a little bit more about how the Mansfield rule has impacted Littler. It's had a tremendous impact in the three years that Littler has been not just certified with the Mansfield rule, which means that we have actively considered at least 30% women and other diverse attorneys for various positions across the firm, but it's really for us helped us improve our processes. 
Littler was arguably ahead of the curve on a lot of the measures of advancing and retaining women compared to some of the other law firms that participated in the hackathon. But we still have seen the Mansfield rule cause us to take a closer look at the processes by which we are selecting certain leadership positions, things that historically were done a little bit more informally, now have more transparency and in turn uh, more goes into making sure we truly are considering a diverse slate and a diverse group of candidates for every opportunity within the firm that falls under the Mansfield rule. And we know that that it's had an impact. Our new managing shareholder is female as well as our chairperson of the board. So uh, it, it, it is played out extremely well in our setting. How have you seen gender equity advance in the years since you've become a lawyer? We've gone from where, in many cases, you needed to act like a man to succeed in a man's world and hiding our differences and unique strengths as women to really more and more celebrating and encouraging those unique strengths that we bring to the profession as women. We've made so many great strides in the legal profession, but it doesn't feel like we're quite there all the way yet. We have more women attorneys and more women shareholders, but we still see comparatively less women as equity partners and, in some cases, in leadership roles. As the ABA Women in the Profession Walking Out the Door report showed, women are even leaving the profession in concerning numbers while at the height of their careers. So while we've certainly made great strides, particularly here at Littler, there's still a lot that could be done with regard to gender equity in the profession. I know my first instance of being in a uh, small-town Texas courtroom uh, where I was referred to as little lady throughout the trial, those days, I think, are gone, hopefully, and we've certainly, uh, you know, taken an, an equal place in that regard. What are some examples that you've seen of gender equity that you think have actually been successful? I'm glad you mentioned your experience, Jen, in the courtroom. I can say that I've had similar experiences probably more recently here in the Philadelphia area, but nonetheless, they certainly seem to be less acceptable. Some of the examples that I've seen of gender equity, I think within Littler even, my traditional labor practice. I'm still very often the only female sitting at the table for collective bargaining. But the growth that we've seen in the women who are not only members of, but truly leaders in our internal traditional labor practice group has been tremendous. We went from having one or two females at our annual internal practice group meeting to over a dozen now when the traditional labor group meets each year. And that isn't by accident. That was due to the protracted efforts of the practice and firm leadership. No, I think you're right. I mean, what we've seen is very much intentional looks at uh, opportunities for women to be in leadership roles, to be in non-traditional practice areas, and uh, we've seen that play out very successfully. How can women, in your opinion, work together to continue the progress of gender equity? We as women have to lift each other up, and doing that not just through mentoring, but really true sponsorship, advocating for each other and helping clear the path for those that are coming up behind us. There's been this wonderful evolution from focusing on diversity to inclusion and to equity. 
and it's not just about getting an equal number of women at the firm or in the profession, but going further and making sure their voices are heard and valued equally. And to promote equity and gender, we need to continue to ensure women are able to reach the pinnacle of their profession in the same way that men have been able to historically. I think in order to continue towards not just diversity inclusion, but true equity, women and men need to be aware of and take into account those barriers to opportunity that continue to disproportionately affect women. One example that hits close to home for many women is during COVID, the need for childcare and the continually evolving need for childcare. And that's something while we very much, particularly here at Littler, try not to focus on that being a gender issue. It nonetheless disproportionately affects women and in turn can be an additional hurdle towards equity within the profession. And that's something that we need to be aware of and work towards eradicating. And I know in the law practice, we weren't as tolerant at working from home prior to COVID-19. But I think what we've seen is that need for flexibility, and that certainly has impacted women lawyers. And hopefully we're going to learn as a society that people can do their jobs from different locations as long as they have the flexibility to do so. Looking back over your career, is there anyone who stands out as having helped you advance toward your professional goals? I feel truly lucky, Jen, to have come up in the Philadelphia office of Littler. We have such a strong core group of attorneys that have been with the office since the beginning. And as a Littler lifer, as I like to say, having started at the firm after two years of clerking right out of law school, I couldn't have had better opportunity as a female, as an attorney, to all around develop my practice. The attorneys here truly have the open door policy. I think people say that, but it's not always the case. Here, that really has given me the confidence and the opportunities to really develop that confidence that have made me the attorney I am today. Our office also really has and has always had the kind of empathy and flexibility with attorneys that has allowed me to really move aside any obstacles or other hurdles that I think in some other places outside of the firm have made it difficult for women to really thrive and succeed as attorneys, particularly in big law. And, you know, we know that both men and women can champion women. And uh, we've certainly seen that this year in our Women's Leadership Initiative mentoring program. We've put in place a program where our highest level equity shareholders are mentoring our non-equity, newly uh, minted shareholders. And we made the decision early on to ensure that both men and women served as mentors. And it has created a much more, I believe, successful program as a result. In addition to our mentorship program with our shareholders, we know that gender equity applies across roles throughout our firm, and we have to look at opportunities to ensure that all of our staff, including our corporate staff, has that same opportunity. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jen, because I have been so proud to be a part of the firm with the way that they have handled, particularly during COVID, but even before that, 
handled some of the impediments that disproportionately affect women with regard to child care and even now academic support as we don't have our normal schooling in place. Those things have been offered not just to our attorneys, but to attorneys and non-attorneys alike. And there really has been a focus on making sure that those things are available to everyone um, so that they have the support they need and those hurdles that could be affecting them from continuing to succeed. Well, Nina, I'm going to end our session today with that advice question. What advice would you give young women entering into the work world today? Ah, that's definitely the hardest question. There's so much, but at a base level, work hard, be a team player, take every opportunity that you can, um, and most importantly, be your authentic self. I don't think I've appreciated how important that is until really the more recent parts of my career. And definitely seek out good mentors and sponsors. They don't always come to you. If you don't feel like you're getting that support, seek it out and seek out people to help you get it. I also have realized more and more the importance of learning to say no and knowing your own value. Particularly young attorneys need to think about, protect and promote your own career, as well as your success within your current role. You need to love what you do. It won't always be sunshine and rainbows, but if you aren't loving what you do currently, you really need to try to find a way to do so. Uh, Jen, and I wanted to take the opportunity to thank you for everything that you and Margaret and the leadership at WLI have done to help promote women and gender equity within the firm. Well, thanks very much. And thank you for joining me today. I want to make certain that everyone stays tuned for our final podcast of Conversations with Women coming next week.